Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is an entertainment podcast, and the research we do may come from semi-unreliable sources. Welcome to Research Rebuttal Podcast. It's the podcast where two stubborn friends prove each other wrong. Each week, one of us will be the researcher, and one of us will be the guesser. I'm Rachel Teichman. And this is Paige Dempster. Hi. And today, we're going to talk about cheerleading and the Pledge of Allegiance. I'll be your researcher today, and Paige will be the guesser. Let's get rebutted. Hey, Paige. Excuse me? Did you not know? You didn't tell me, no. Oh, well, yes. Uh, Welcome to the exciting world of uh, cheerleading and the Pledge of Allegiance. Can't wait, I guess. I don't remember. Did I add cheerleading or did you add cheerleading? You added both of these. I do not care for cheerleading at all. Well, it's time to... uh, I I don't know what cheerleaders say. I was about to make a really good segue, but I didn't know what to say. Ready? Okay. I used to be a cheerleader, if anyone wanted to know. <laughs> uh, I was actually going to ask that as the first question. Ha- what, have you been a cheerleader? Yeah, have you ever been a cheerleader? Yeah, and I freaking hated it. Really? Well, because like, I don't know, it was one of those things. It wasn't like high school cheerleading, doing flips and stuff and stuff like that. My mom signed me up for cheerleading because she didn't think that I would like, you know, stuff like basketball or soccer. Why did she think that? I don't, I, maybe because I was a girl. I don't know. It was like 2003. Mm. So. Oh, so you were a little in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe like 2004, but regardless. So I did not want to do cheerleading. I remember it was cold and they didn't even give us pom-poms. We didn't even get pom-poms as cheerleaders the whole year the whole year wow I had to wear a skirt and it was like 20 degrees out and it's like that was when I still got cold as a child and it's like we just had to remember I memorized these stupid rhymes and it's like they weren't even good and also our football team always stunk so it's like nothing even cool happened so you then had to cheer at the football games. At the football games when I had no spirit whatsoever. Did you like do the cheers? Like, I can't believe, like, did you actually participate? Yeah, I had, well, okay. So what I would do, cause I didn't want to be there. Like the, I don't remember who the coach was. And she was like, you guys aren't being loud enough. I need you to be as loud as you can. And I was like, oh, I'll be loud. So me in my, what is it called? Malicious compliance. Yes. I screamed the cheers and everyone looked over and was like, what the hell is going on? I, I, did, I did not want to be there. They give us trophies at the end too. It's like, we didn't 
to really do anything. And it was like a bobblehead. Weird. Yeah. What did the bobblehead look like? It was a cheerleader. And I took the head off. When you were cheerleading at the football games, were they like other first graders or were they older football teams? Like, what was that? They were maybe like a grade ahead of us. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I Yeah, I feel very strongly about cheerleading. So maybe you can change my mind. I have never been a cheerleader. Good. Yes. Um, I mean, can you even imagine? I mean, like, I don't know. I bet if you like actually did more gymnastics when you were younger, you could you could be like at the top of the pyramid. Well, okay. Yeah, I could see that. But like, can you actually imagine me like screaming cheers for any reason for anybody? You have the least amount of spirit possible in a human being. Thank you. We'll be at like a concert or an event or something. And like the song will end and people will be clapping and cheering. Rachel doesn't clap. She just, you just like stare and like keep your hands folded in your lap. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's, that's accurate. I do clap a little bit more now, depending on the situation. I've never seen you clap in my life. Unless it was like to just be like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) You do like single claps. I, I just don't understand cheering and making noise because somebody did something on a stage I don't get it and I've never gotten it maybe we should do an episode about like the psychology of applause I would love to I I just like, I know that other people do it, and I know that it makes me stand out by not doing it, but, like, by doing it, it just feels so uncomfortable. It does nothing about cheering, like, at a concert or anything feels natural to me. Okay. Pretend you have, like, a niece, right? No. Like, don't, or who is it? Your Oh, your little cousin. Oh, okay. Your little, like, 10-year-old cousin. Yeah, all right. And your cousin... You guys are playing, I know you guys play Roblox usually, but I don't know anything about that. So let's say you guys are playing Minecraft. Okay. And your little cousin is like, hey, look at this thing that I made. But like, they didn't want you to say, wow, they wanted you to clap. Would you clap? Yeah, I would clap if they asked me to clap. Yes. So, okay. So at least you're not that drained. Anyway, what is cheerleading? cheerleading is any it's like you know I don't really know a good way to explain it I always associate it with football because that's what I did but I know a lot of other sports do have cheerleaders on the sidelines it's kind of like dance mixed with gymnastics and singing yeah the short version is it's when people shout encouragements to a team and to get a crowd going and also do physical activities and stunts. So you're, you're right. Okay. Um, and that is also true that like multiple sports have cheerleaders. Yeah. Um, when I played softball for two years in elementary school, the other girls like had these cheers that they would do oh. and and uh, to this day, my dad still does them sometimes. <laughs> I love it. And 
there were multiple times when the coaches would be like, you guys aren't cheerleaders, like, calm down. Oh, my God. Well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, these were fourth and fifth grade girls, so, like, I... you, you can't tell them no. Yeah. Anyway, in what country did cheerleading originate? South Africa. The United States. That was my second guess. Hmm. When did cheerleading go international? Oh. On, on like on like a large scale. Okay, okay. Um, well, probably I don't know if baseball has cheerleaders. So my guess would be probably when American football became like a big thing in other countries. So maybe 19. 1948 uh it's time to get rebutted okay cheerleading went international on like a larger scale in 1997 oh with the espn international cheerleading competition wow yeah to this day it's still mostly an american thing like there are international squads and competitions and stuff but like mostly it's american although they're trying to gain olympic status Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Cheerleading is definitely one of those things that like at the higher levels definitely takes a lot of a lot of physical prowess and talent and technique. So I could see that. Definitely. I mean, if horseback riding is in the Olympics, why isn't cheerleading? Absolutely. Because like the horse is doing all the work. Well, that's not necessarily true, but you know what I mean. You're doing a lot of it, though. Yeah. Like you got to squeeze your crotch hard on a you horse. Do. You do. That takes a lot of muscle. It does. How many cheerleaders were there in 2017? Just like in general? <laughs> yeah, it's just a number. <laughs> like internationally? Uh, I think so. 45,000. Approximately 3.7 million. Jesus, okay. True or false? Cheerleading causes the most catastrophic injuries to female athletes. Oh, I feel like that's probably true. It is true, and it happens <laughs> especially from pyramids. Oh, no, that stinks. It does. But how high do the pyramids get? Like, is it a fall thing, or is it, like, a pressure thing? I am not sure. I would imagine uh, it's from falling. Yeah. And then, and then, like, maybe some people fall on top of each other. I don't know. Because, like, I in high school, I remember, like, they were, like, throwing each other into the air. So it's like, dang, if you don't catch them, yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. Those are flyers. And oh. had I been a cheerleader, I would have been Definitely. a flyer. Definitely. Because yeah. mm -hmm. you are petite. Exactly. I would be a catcher. <laughs> I'm at the bottom of the pyramid, yo. I am the structural integrity. You are the structural integrity <laughs> of our lives. I am your rock. Uh, so tell me rock what is the history of cheerleading oh. how did it get its start mm. don't google I'm not googling what are you doing <laughs> wow <laughs> it's time okay I need, I need more time to think of an answer so we're doing a rapid fire all right 
this is how this works. I'm going to give Rachel one minute to answer as many questions as possible. And if you hear this noise, that means she got it right. And if you hear this noise, that means she got it wrong. Ready or not, here it comes. Okay. <laughs> how long is Chile? Uh, 600 miles. Is the penis an organ? Yes. What company made Banjo and Kazooie? Sega. How many characters are in Super Smash Bros. as of March 2021? Which Super Smash Bros.? The newest one. Uh, 30. Name one song by Billy Joel that's not Piano Man. Uptown Girls. When were Sharpies invented? 1924. How many pubs are in Ireland? Uh, uh, 600. Are there 21 members in the band 21 Pilots? I don't think so. Do beavers actually eat wood? No. Were Rugrats and Rocket Power made by the same people? Yes. We're out of time. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Cheerleading! Cheerleading! Started out in 1922 when baseball was at its height. The girlfriends of the men, because we live in a patriarchy, so it was men, they were playing, and the girls, their girlfriends started cheering. And they were like, wow, maybe we should make a thing out of this. And so they started showing up to every game and they started wearing the same thing as each other. And they're and the, the other people were like, oh, wow, are you guys like a squad or something? And they're like, I guess. So then they became a thing and they were the first cheerleading team in Minneapolis. D- you said Indianapolis? Yes. Okay. It's time to get rebutted. Okay. <laughs> Um, so it got its start when male students rebelled Dang. in the late 18th century, and this Dang. turned into cheerleading. Dang it. When was the first documented cheer? So you said late 18th century is when it started. Yes. And when was the first documented cheer? Not the first cheer, but the first one that was documented. 1799. 1877. Ah, with the Princeton cheer. Oh. When did women start cheering? Hmm. 1892. 1923. Is this a lot of numbers? Is it's, it's not. It's not. Okay. Okay. Um, and where did women start cheering? Um, like a state? Uh, where did... A- where did women start cheering is it a college where did women start cheering oh colleges man i'm not gonna get this one the odds are stacked against me just guess Rutgers, university of minnesota fuck off (laughs) um we have one more number question (sighs) how and when did women in cheerleading really take off this is so open-ended uh, oh wait yo you said this is a number well like part of it they took off in 1903 and they took off at a school that allowed both men and women and they took off because they wore pants so it was during world war Two. And oh, that makes sense. Yes. And young men were being drafted 
And so more women began to attend both college and sports events. Ooh. So women kind of took over a lot of uh, traditionally men's roles, and that includes cheerleading. So cheerleading was a men's sport for a long time. That's so strange to think about because there are male cheerleaders, but it's such like a like a lady dominated sport. It is now. Yeah. What are radical cheerleaders? Oh. Are they the ones that like do like all the flips and stuff? Not necessarily, but they could. Do they like do intense cheerleading? Depends on like the context of the word intense. A bunch of running and yumping and cartwheeling. So I think like the stunts and the cheers that they do, like it, anything goes, I think. Ooh, that's fun. Radical cheerleaders are cheerleaders who use cheer as a means of protesting injustice. Oh, I love it. Me too. So I imagine that, like, depending on the the squad of radical cheerleaders, perhaps they do do a lot of stunts, but also maybe they just do, like, verbal cheers. Like, I guess it depends. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, I gotcha. And finally, what is all-star cheerleading? Is that when they cheer to Smash Mouth? I hope so. (laughs) It's... It's cheerleading that's separate from other sports events like football or ice hockey. Oh, okay. It's designed to create routines only for competition purposes. Okay, I gotcha. And all-star cheerleading and that style of it has really exploded in like more recent years. Like like now it's just cheer for the sake of cheer instead Mm -hmm. of having to like get a crowd going. And like they do some really like impressive gymnastics type work yeah there's not like just a game to watch anymore they're the star of the show they got let loose and their routines are relatively brief they're only about one to three minutes long which makes sense yeah if you're doing like high octane stuff you can probably only do it for so long before you get winded exactly yeah and it's time for a word from our sponsors Do you hate cheering and applauding at events? Do people think you're weird for not conforming to making noise for the sake of making noise? Would you like to conform anyway? Then you need cheer pills. Simply order a bottle, receive it in the mail, and chew on a capsule that looks like a tiny cheerleader. You'll be amazed as the cheer energy starts to flow through you. In no time, you'll be standing and clapping and cheering just like everybody else. The Cheer Pill, only available through this URL. Brought to you by the American Citrus Council. Hey Paige, welcome back. Hi. Did you take your cheer pills? I did and nothing changed because I already cheer at events like a normal person. Well, I took a cheer pill and um, mine, I have to say, looks like Kelly from Barbie. Oh wow, you got lucky. I did. I got the rare collectible cheer pill. Nice. So, like we know, cheerleading started in America. You know what else is American? The Pledge of Allegiance. Exactly. Oh, boy. Can you recite it? Oh, I wonder if I still remember. Okay, so first thing, 
hand on heart, right hand specifically. Okay. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. <laughs> That's not a thing, is it? I don't think so. Oh, thank God. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> How do you, well, first of all, you got it right. Oh, thank God. How do you feel about the Pledge of Allegiance? Oh, no, I I do it because it's, it was like obligated of us. But then in high school, when it's like, oh, you don't have to stand up and face the flag if you don't want to. You can just sit and do nothing. That's what I did. And that's, mm. that's the end of it. Yeah, I used to get in trouble at school periodically regarding the pledge why because pretty early on I realized uh it was kind of brainwashing and I just didn't want to do it it just always seemed really weird to me and so like I just stopped doing it and I had like like remember how we had all these like republican teachers oh yeah totally yeah they used to get really angry with me um and like threatened some big things if I didn't participate god it's like uh, we could go into like well I guess we are going to you know we are going like, to go into it well good because like I didn't realize how brainwashy it was until I was in like college I just elected not to do it in high school because I was tired and I didn't want to stand up that makes sense yeah so we know that you can recite it but can you describe what the pledge of allegiance actually is well okay let me run it run through it again I pledge allegiance to the flag. So you were pledging your allegiance to the flag of right. the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands. It is one nation under God. We are not a theocracy anymore. So that should not be in there. Indivisible, sure, whatever, with liberty and justice for all, um, hypocritical. Okay. <laughs> I love your take. Thanks. It is, quote, an expression of allegiance to the flag of the United States. Yeah, no shit. And the Republic of the United States of America. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That was a quote. Okay. How many versions of the pledge have there been? I think there's been at least three. For the purposes of this episode, five. Okay. And what was the version? Can like can you recite the version that we are not including in that count? Is it in Latin? No. So I'm supposed to recite the version. That's... There's no reason that you would necessarily know about this or like what it is. Okay. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Michael Jackson makes me gag. Seven up. Caught the flu. Now I'm drinking Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew fell off the fountain. Now I'm drinking from the fountain. <laughs> what? Are, what are you giving me that face? What is that? What is that from? Not done yet. Fountain broke. Now I'm drinking plain old Coke. Down by the ocean. Down by the sea. Michael Jackson peed on me. Eep up. Eep up up. Skittle diddle. Colonel pot. Is it that? What? No. No. It's not that. But what is that? That's like when we when we were at rec camp, we would have to we would do like those hand games like patty cake and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was the one that we made up. You made that up. I mean, I didn't make it up. I mean, I helped, but I was like, I don't know. I'm impressed it, that you can still remember it. We d- well, it's just like all there was to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
We just sat there, did those and made lanyards. There was approximately three months when I was really into hand games like that. Yeah, I think I bet Liz could probably still do all of them with me. That's like all Liz and I used to do. I bet she could. Yeah. I was never very good at them. Oh, uh, next time you come over, I'm going to teach you how to do that one. Okay. That one's fun. But oh, uh, yeah, they're like, those are like the ancient tomes passed down from generation to generation <laughs> and they're added upon each time. Yeah. So what's the pledge? Like a version that we're not including in that count of five goes, we give our heads and hearts to God in our country, one country, one language, one flag. Oh, that one's kind of metal. <laughs> How do you feel about this? <laughs> Could you repeat it? I'm sorry. We give our heads and hearts to God and our country, one country, one language, one flag. Yeah, theocracy, monarchy seems kind of weird and also Republican. Yeah, I don't like it either, especially the part about like one language, like yeah, we, we're a pretty diverse little community. We also don't have an official language. We don't? We do not. Is it not English? The United States does not have an official language that I, I don't, I think that's a thing. Hold on. I'm like second guessing myself. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The U.S. does not have a, an official language. Oh, that's wild. I didn't ever knew that. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Like you'll hear people say that like, especially people who speak Spanish like you'll hear people say that English is the official language but like it, it's not that's so wild I never knew that yeah so who wrote that pledge probably some white guy yeah Captain George T. Balch in 1887 hmm, Balch and he like got he was a civil war vet and then got into like the education system and then he wrote it like especially for immigrants like to build patriotism oh yeah there's something like really off about that yeah that's like kind of eerie almost yeah I'm also thinking about like because if this was in the 1800s Manifest Destiny was probably still going on Mm -hmm. and pushing the Native Americans out of their land Mm -hmm that's very concerning mm. to think about because mm-hmm. they had like hundreds of different languages right now the version that we know can you recite the original version of that one i think it's the same one except under god is taken out i'm just gonna go ahead and recite it then go on i pledge allegiance to my flag oh and the republic for which it stands Oh. one nation indivisible with liberty and justice for all it's like the abridged version it is wow i would like i would prefer that one and who wrote that one some white guy francis bellamy in 1892 probably some white guy now here's the thing about mr bellamy he was a socialist minister oh no not in america oh yes in america like the thing that republicans want school children to say every single morning was written by a socialist oh they're not gonna like hearing that 
which like this is not super relevant but it's kind of relevant um the song this land is your land it's actually like it's a bop like I've been listening to various versions of it on Spotify recently (laughs) yeah because well because because Uh it fits within the genre of like lesbian folk music lesbian folk music but like more specifically like folk anti-labor songs okay it fits more within that genre I think and like that is a very communist song and yeah it was integrated into like our elementary school patriotism routine that's so funny it's a communist song oh my god um America as we knew it is falling apart so uh when was under god added to the pledge i'm gonna say sometime in the 1950s yeah because cold war yes okay uh it was one of my favorite days of the year flag day (laughs) oh 1954 wow i know why was it added i mean you kind of alluded to it but i have a i have a quote so like why do you think it was added Cold War, McCarthyism, Red Scare, all that fun jazz, probably. Yes. So, quote, to distinguish the United States from, quote, godless communism. Oh, my God. (laughs) I just, I really had to, like, leave it word for word in there because, wow. The Cold War really was a time. It sure was. I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> like, no, I. you can leave it there. There's not much to comment on. They made their intentions clear. You know, I don't even know if we have to go more into it. I think we can just appreciate, <laughs> like, just how absurd. <laughs> Pledge of Allegiance is kind of dark if you think about it too hard. Yeah. So just don't and continue to get brainwashed. Enjoy Geometry Kids. I debated going into all the controversies of the Pledge of Allegiance in this episode, but I decided not to because okay. we we know why it's controversial. Um, I think a lot of, not all of us, but many of us are in agreement that the pledge is kind of weird. Um, and I just, I feel like we don't need to go into the actual court cases. No, let's, we're just going to shine a light on it. Yes. Um we added under God because of, because we didn't want to be godless communists. <laughs> whatever that means. Yeah, whatever that means. Um, and so with that, what states don't require schools to recite the pledge? Oh. States specifically, not territories? Yes. New Jersey. Texas. California. Washington, Oregon, Arizona, and Hawaii. You actually got two. Oh, did I? You did. I mean, I know you were just kind of like, I sensed like sort of a theme with what you were doing, but like Texas kind of threw me off. Okay, well, would you like to hear my reasoning for each of them? I I mean, I think I know your reasoning for most of them. Okay. I want I want to know specifically why you said Texas and why you said New Jersey. Okay, well, New Jersey because we got away with it in high school. Okay. 
Texas because they kind of do their own thing. You can't really tell Texas what to do most of the time. But at the same time, Texas is so like, like, listen, they are like they're very, very yeehaw, but like yeehaws are gonna do what yeehaws want to do, which is uh, celebrate America. I think I don't know. Yeah, um, but if they don't want to say the pledge, can't tell them. Can't tell them that they have to. They're not gonna listen. It's true. Um, and I will say, like, it wasn't clear from what I read, but like when I say recite the pledge, I mean that like schools in all the rest of the states have to um give a like a period of time each day for patriotism so it doesn't from what i read it doesn't seem like it has to be the pledge but it usually is the pledge okay so like we grew up like doing both the pledge and singing patriotic songs but it's from what it seems like in the literature like a class could opt to do a song instead of the pledge if they wanted to. Okay. Now, the states that don't require schools to recite the pledge include California, Hawaii, Hawaii, Iowa, Vermont, and Wyoming. Wyoming? That's a curveball. Yeah, I know, right? So, (laughs) like, Yeah, so, like, all the rest of the states require schools to have either, like, to recite the pledge or have patriotic time. So, in New Jersey, where we were, I think the teachers misinterpreted the requirement. So, like, so, like, they were providing a time and a space for patriotic activity, but can they force individual students to take part? Like, they're, like, they just have to provide the time and the space. I don't think students actually have to take part and i think it would still be legal okay that, i guess that makes sense this is a patriotic time though i find that i find that phrase very funny <laughs> yeah it's weird and i don't <laughs> enjoy pa- it it's patriotic time <laughs> it's america time oh my god what do you do with your hand while you're reciting you take your right hand and you slap it over your heart Okay, yes. Um, And this is true if you're a civilian, if you are like in uniform, like military, you um, salute. Okay, so, okay, so instead of putting your hand over your heart, you salute. Yes. Gotcha. But that's only if you're in uniform. Gotcha. So this ritual wasn't always like this with putting just your right hand over your heart. Um, and it's gone through a couple of iterations, but like, what did it used to be? Um, huh. Could it have, I know a lot of people back in ye old times, not ye old times, but you know what I mean? No, like back in black and white times, they like wore a lot of hats. So maybe you just had to take your hat off. Okay. So you bring up a good point that I didn't include in contemporary rituals, which is, if you're wearing a hat, especially if you're a man wearing a hat, you take it off your head and you use your left hand to hold your hat behind your back, kind of like oh, behind yeah, your yeah. shoulder yeah. Uh, or like over your shoulder. And then you put your right hand on your heart, like normal. Oh, I didn't know like the behind the back thing. Whenever, yeah. I, whenever I was wearing a hat, I would take it off and place it over my heart. Yeah, I've and seen people do that. I was hiding my heart from God. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. Um, so the ritual used to be you would place your right hand over your heart, but then after reciting to the flag, you get ready. Mm-hmm. You extend your arm, palm down toward the flag. <laughs> I started doing it. I saw life. it happen. I saw that happen. <laughs> Let it be known. I kept it low because I knew what it could turn into. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, so, uh, yeah. So you Nazi salute the flag is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and when did that stop? Might I ask you, you know? Well, that was my next question. When and why did people stop doing this? I certainly hope it was after or during World War II for obvious reasons. Yes, it was during World War II. Okay. And it's because it looks like the Nazi salute. Now, there used to be like something else you would like start with your palm face up and then turn it face down or something like that. But either way, it's the same, same idea. Oh my God. Yeah, so up until like the middle of World War II, um, um it's a Nazi salute. Now, like we're almost done with this episode, but I want to bring in the cons the the um sociological theory of symbolic interaction. Okay. And um, this fits really well because usually like when you're learning about symbolic interaction, the example given is like the, is like a a flag. Symbolic interaction in its most basic explanation is essentially there's a symbol of some sort and then like the meaning that we assign to it and the behaviors that come with that. So that is symbolic interaction. And a flag is like the go-to example because like a flag is like a very obvious symbol. And then like we do very obvious like meanings and interactions and behaviors with a flag. Fascinating. Okay. I'm into it. I, (laughs) the the reason I'm bringing this up uh, is because, so it looks like the Nazi salute and- every ritual we do regarding a flag or another type of symbol it's all about the meaning that we assign to it right yeah I guess but I don't know so to think that Americans on a daily basis were doing the Nazi salute but then the Nazi salute took on an entirely different meaning I'm just thinking a lot about that is all I'm saying. Well, no, I get it. But then it's like, like you said, a lot of it comes down to meaning and how we interpret things. Like how also I think Nazis, they have like the the cross Mm -hmm. and, and it's the Iron Cross. The Iron Cross wasn't always associated with Nazis so it wasn't always bad and right. like the swastika didn't always mean what it means today I think right. it used to serve some kind of Jesus purpose well it's, well I don't actually know what it was for do you uh I have known but I know that it's not uh Christianity based it might have been Taoist I'm not sure or Hin- I or think Hinduism. it might have had to do with Hinduism I do know that like there are cultures that like today that still they use still it. use it yeah yeah and, and it's like we see it and we freak out because yeah. we think of Nazis immediately because of how we interpret that what that looks like 
I used to have stronger opinions about other cultures using it today. Um, but I've actually kind of changed my stance on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because cultures out, uh, outside of the U.S. especially, first of all, that symbol always had meaning to them, like long, yeah. long before World War II. Yeah. And not, I mean, not every country was involved in World War II. So I'm just saying... I think it's reasonable for different cultures to have a certain kind of distance from a genocide that they had nothing to do with. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. We don't have the right to tell them not to use it because it makes us uncomfortable because of what we associate with it. Right. And it really took until adulthood for me to like take more of that stance. Yeah, but like I totally get why people like freak out when they see it. I do too. It's like, oh my god, it's the swastika on this beautiful carpet. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen it in a. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, on that note, that about does it for this episode of Research Rebuttal Podcast. Okay. You can find us on social media on Twitter at Research Rebut and on Facebook and Instagram at Research Rebuttal Podcast. You can email us topic suggestions at researchrebuttalpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, let us know, um, have you ever been a cheerleader? Have you ever been in a human period and a uh, pyramid? And <laughs> have you ever been in a human period? What period was it? Yeah. And um, what rituals have you engaged in that you have figured out are terribly insulting to some people? And what games did you play at summer camp? Yeah, what games did you play at summer camp? Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Are you okay? I'm (laughs) fine. Are you sure? Everything is great. Do you need to like lay down? (laughs) Yes, I do need to lay down. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.